0: Welcome back to Cage Minds MMA Show. I'm Micah Frankel. Normally only do one episode a week, but normally in that episode, I don't forget an angle for the episode that I wanted to deliver. The website is cageminds.com, the social media, Cage Minds Combat Sports News on Facebook, Cage Minds MMA Show. On YouTube, Cage Minds, wherever you find your podcast, Cage Minds underscore CSN on Instagram, and at Cage Minds MMA on Twitter. Last episode, we are right now episode 51 and a half, so that was episode 51. We are talking about UFC 271 for the most part, Israel Adesanya and his title defense over Robert Whitaker. I'm still telling you, if you can't score three rounds for Robert Whitaker, or at least understand the possibility that there are rounds in question, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. I I think the fight was that close. I think a third fight is in order if Robert puts together a win streak. You can't tell me another three-fight win streak against meaningful names doesn't equivalent. This man is once again the number one contender, and these two guys are a step ahead of everyone else. Could Whitaker beat Adesanya? Yes. Could we see either man move weight classes? And That's not what I was actually here to talk about, but I want to touch on this. I think 170 was too big of a gap from 85 for Whitaker to make. He's obviously not a 205-er, as we see. He's the smaller man against Adesanya. But Adesanya could try to press his luck. Having this incredible run at 185 pounds, could Adesanya push himself and try to go up to another weight class? Go back up to 205. And try to set a precedent after having dominated this division. So that would give Whitaker, I think, an open avenue to become the champion and extend his legacy. Make it even bigger and go on a title run that would be, well, you were the next best guy after Adesanya. And that may sound like a bad thing, but what Adesanya has done is just ridiculous. And that's what we're here to talk about. His the effect and to give some legitimate perspective on where this most recent title defense puts Adesanya in history and in middleweight history. Now we know that winning the title is crazy. It's a huge accomplishment. It is not an easy feat. Make no argument about it. Defending that belt is another beast. And we've seen a guy like Luke Rockhold defeat Chris Weidman in as dominant a fashion as there could be. Don't forget how disgusting that ground and pound finish looked. But did he have the reign that we expected? Michael Bisbing, Robert Whitaker... Each got one successful title defense. Let's put that there. One. One title defense. So defending. There's many a champions across all the UFC's various weight classes. That have grabbed the belt. Haven't defended the belt. Misha Tate, Holly Holm. Come to mind Cody Garbrandt. So you win it. But defending it. It's a whole nother monster. And Adesanya, we'll get to the number that he's on here in a little bit. As far as middleweight title defenses, we said, Bisping and Whitaker at one. Two, well, Rich Franklin defended it twice. You've seen Robbie Lawler defend the welterweight title twice. Alexander Volkanovsky currently has two defenses of the featherweight title. Rose Namajunas has twice defended, between her two reigns, the women's strawweight title. And Amanda Nunez has two successful defenses of the women's featherweight title. Three. Chris Weidman defended the title three times as middleweight champion. Had to do it a second time against Anderson. Beats Machida, beats Belfort. Chris Wyman defended the title three times. Three is also the number that is the most title defenses in lightweight history. And three men are tied with that number. B.J. Penn, Benson Henderson, and Khabib Nurmagomedov. Not to mention, also during his featherweight title run, Max Holloway defended the title three times. Israel Adesanya on Saturday night beat Robert Whitaker in the rematch and in doing so defended the middleweight title for a fourth time joining a list that includes Stephen Miocic, Tyrone Woodley, Chuck Liddell, Dominic Cruz. And that's an interesting one actually because Dominic Cruz had four defenses of the W of the UFC title, but there were three other defenses of the WEC title. So if you really want to give some of their credit, Dominic Cruz has seven title defenses. And not to mention cuz we love the WEC and you cannot forget That 135, 145, when these guys were the world champions wearing those belts, they were the world champion. That was the biggest organization for those lighter weight classes. Uriah Faber, to say all that, has four title defenses of the WEC title. That's an esteemed group of champions and legends for Adesanya to be associated with. And at this point, actually, if the champion, if Izzy was to hear me, he'd probably want to hit me. And a point of contention is that he will argue that it was his fifth title defense. He won the interim title by defeating Calvin Gaslam, And the UFC has continued to add rubies to the belt, signifying Title defenses. I think it's just title fights won, actually, is what they're signifying. And here's the point that we wanted to make also, or I want to make also. Winning the title, if it's vacant at a point where Whitaker did, it was vacant. That means it was up for grabs. There was no interimness. The interimness became full champion because the champion was not there to fight for the belt. On the other side, Adasanya became interim champion due to a Whitaker injury due to the health issues. And that necessitated an interim champion. There wasn't a champion. That was gone. There was an injured champion. And I think that distinction needs to be made because Adesanya wasn't the champion until he beat Whitaker. There was a standing champion in place. He had to succeed that champion to become the world champion, even though he was the interim champion. Where, in Whitaker's case, there was no world champion in that position Thank you, GSP. So Whitaker became the champion de facto. Blame GSP for all this nonsense, Adesanya. There was no standing champion, so Whitaker became the champion. There was a standing champion, so you were just interim champion. Your win over Whitaker makes you the champion. And then since, title defenses. But I am not brave enough to inevitably argue this. At a press conference, because I was there, when Asanya wanted to argue this point, because he's going to beat us all up. He says we're not putting respect on his name. You have to beat the champion to become the champion, unless there is no champion. So once you beat the champion, you were the champion. But you are a champion that is putting together this incredible reign. But you say five title defenses. And when that number comes to fruition, which I've had two days to digest it, and thinking about the Cannoneer-Adesanya matchup that we have here in the future coming up, I think I've changed my perspective a bit. I do fear the counter-striking and the vast speed advantage that Adasanya possesses over Cannoneer. But power will make a difference Against Adesanya, we have saw power that Calvin Gastelum possessed back down Adesanya to a bit. And I think that the leg kicks and the ability to check leg kicks is going to be pivotal to Cannoneer. And he's taking blows from heavyweights. If he's able to stand in there and check some of these kicks early and limit the kick offense of Adesanya... It could become very interesting very fast. That's the presumed next fight for Israel Adesanya. And if the last IR style bender can get that fifth title defense, he will join names like Camero Usman, his good friend, Ronda Rousey, Amanda Nunez as a bantamweight champion, Johanna J And oh yes, the people's oh. champion, Tito. Ortiz. If you want to extend even further and think about an infamy, how far away at number four, again, yes, at four successful title defenses, who is Israel Adesanya chasing? Well, Jose Aldo defended the UFC featherweight title seven times. He did it twice more in the WEC, so I'll tell you that he has nine successful title defenses, even though... I don't know if the UFC record books will agree with me. The greatest welterweight of all time, George Rush St. Pierre, is at 8. The guy that I still will argue is the greatest fighter of all time. And the man with the most title defenses in UFC middleweight history is the spider, Anderson Silva. 10. 10 times he defended... That UFC middleweight title. And it's not 11 because Travis Luter missed weight. That's no fault of the spider who made weight. It's Luter's fault. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. An unrivaled brain that will not ever be as appreciated in our lifetimes. Or at least in his professional lifetime for what it should have been. But Mighty Mouse surpassed the great spider And defended his belt 11 times. 11 has DJ tied with John Bones Jones, the greatest light heavyweight of all time. And that number is 11 because of being stripped. Because of a no contest. This number could be 12. This number could be 13. But John Jones and Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson are tied, even though John Jones, I believe, has 14 UFC title fight victories. Israel Adesanya is at four. People are already asking after Cannoneer, which would be five, what would the future be for Adesanya? There's a craving from A corner of the MMA community. See Adesanya, who already looks like he's put on size, put on muscle at 185. Continue that trajectory, go up to 205 pounds, and look to become a reigning, standing two-division champion, unlike we've never seen before. Only time will tell. Jared Cannonier is the hurdle, who looks like a rhino, who could gore you at any moment. Who's not easy to get by. Who's very dangerous. Of an obstacle. And then we can contemplate where Adesanya goes. And when I look at names like Aldo, GSP, and Silva, I wonder if you could talk Adesanya into dominating the division once more. We know that names like Simon Marcus, Alex Zahedda have crossed over from the kickboxing world, much like Adesanya, and are now in mixed martial arts. You can't see, from the Adesanya perspective, the intrigue of a third Vittori fight, of a third Whitaker fight, which could easily come to fruition. Cannoneer is fresh blood. I don't know if you're the UFC, how quickly you can make that fight happen and what you do with Sean Strickland until then, because he would be the next piece of fresh meat. Darren Till has been rumored, but a two-fight skid has him out of the conversation. Hall, Uriah Hall, has not done anything to ingratiate himself, and this is when you start getting into names like Nasir Dinovalov, Andre Muniz, I'm telling you that the Bruno silva ahead of winner is right there. And you don't know if Adesanya is going to have the will and the want to, to continue this reign. To go after every challenger that's coming and knocking on his door and continue to defend this 85 kingdom. If we had more insight to the details of the contract, maybe we'd have some more insight to the future plans of the last style bender. But it's without a doubt to say now. And I ran off the names. That's why we went all the way from one all the way up to the top. With four successful title defenses. Israel Adesanya has passed Chris Weidman. And is looking at the man that he once defeated in his latter years of competition. Israel Adesanya is the second greatest middleweight we've ever seen in MMA. And I hope that you're appreciating him now. Whether you score the fight for Whitaker like I did or not. Whether you're a fan of one fighter or not. Appreciation appreciation must be doled out for a man who is unbeaten at 185 pounds, whether it was the New Zealand regional scene coming to the UFC or defending the world title at 185 pounds. Israel Adesanya has put together an incredible win streak. Now, has he won 16 in a row like Anderson Silva did in the octagon at one point? No, he hasn't. Has he defended the title 10 times like Anderson Silva? No, he hasn't. That's why he's the second greatest middleweight of all time. And I'm excited to see in this trajectory, as this reign continues, will that motivation, will that spark, that internal fire continue to be stoked by that opportunity? By the fact that being the best is right there. It is within his grasp. Adesanya, well again, did lose the punching end of this battle. Which could draw some concern against Jerry Kananier. It's one of the few fights that has. A loss of 205 pounds to Jan Blachowicz. A incredible middleweight title fight with Kevin Gaslam. This one, which I again tell you, outside of a first round where he dropped Whitaker, Adesanya is the he I'm speaking of. This one was a close one, man. I'm telling you, those next four rounds, you can throw them in the air and call him for whoever you want. It was that close. It was that close, and Adesanya ran the risk of not doing enough, of only one counter-strike, of not initiating enough, And almost lost the title. But he didn't. He overcame. He was credited with landing the more damaging strikes. And to this point, he's still a puzzle that no one has been able to fix. Rob Wilkinson. No one really remembers that debut win in the octagon. A second round TKO. The knees and the punches. That gave us the insight to... What could possibly happen? Vittoria, split decision. Brad Tavares, Derek Brunson, Anderson Silva, Gastelum, Whitaker, Romero, Costa, Vittori, Whitaker. That is quite the run, guys. Run that back and think about it. Just those last couple names. Whitaker, Vittori, Costa, Romero, Whitaker, Gastelum, Silva, Brunson, Tavares, Vittori. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. the last 10 wins high caliber people high caliber. 10 in a row at 185. Only thing that can be compared to is Anderson Silva Silva walking in beating Lima uh, Lieben and taking the title and then defending it 10 times in a row. That's his first five. That's his first 11 fights inside of the octagon for Anderson Silva if you never thought we'd see anything close to the dominance that we saw from Anderson Silva open up your eyes and enjoy what's happening right now Israel Adesanya is the second greatest middleweight of all time and if he can keep this going if he can keep improving which it's no easy task to say that he will to keep this desire it's Hard to be the hunted, heavy is the head that wears the crown, but this title reign is incredible. See, I forgot to get all this out the other day and felt I needed to. Cageminds.com, Cageminds, wherever you find your podcast. Also, don't forget to check out the After Hours Podcast Network. I'm there with MMA After Hours and Pro Wrestling After Hours, co-hosted by Mr. Michael Carlisle. He also has talking pro football and losing it together, the podcast he does with his wife, Crystal Carlisle. So check those all out at cageminds.com slash after hours. Also, check out Mike Adams 2.0 wherever you listen to your podcast. Most week you can most weeks you can catch me on that show playing sports, fact or fiction, with Mike Adams, or talking about UFC, of course. Y'all, thanks for listening. Have a good one.